Hi everyone and welcome to another Giant Sisters podcast with Joe Brothers. Today I'm with Gillian Eady, Managing Director of the Memory Foundation. Gillian's focus is encouraging brain fitness at all ages. She's also currently with the University of Auckland and chaired their Human Participant Ethics Committee for two and a half years. Prior to that, for 20 years, Gillian was an independent school principal at St. Oran's College, Corrin School, Samuel Marsden Collegiate Schools as well. And she took delight in promoting thinking skills and using IT to promote learning. Welcome, Gillian. Oh, thank you, Jo. Lovely introduction. <laughs> thank you. Um, so in our, um, our Giant Sisters podcast, I usually ask this as the first question. So the power of intention, how did you design your life and career path or did it just evolve? <laughs> I think it just evolved, really. Uh, my, my mother was a, uh, a teacher and she worked all of her life, really. Yeah. A very inspirational person who immigrated from Scotland as a young girl, mm-hmm. was a wonderful Highland dancer. And wow. I think that probably her work ethic really just meant that whatever we, whatever we could do, we should get on and do it. Mm. That's fantastic. And I mentioned in the introduction um, that you're involved with the Memory Foundation, which is an interesting almost sentence in itself. Can you just tell us a bit about the Memory Foundation and what you do? Well, what we're doing now is helping people combat brain overload and yeah. some of the some of the ways in which the environment in which we're living is impacting on our brain because you know even even people in their 20s and 30s are beginning to uh, be mentally exhausted they're forgetting to return calls their details are flipping their minds so they, a forgetfulness is happening mm. and it's simply because the brain is designed to work in a particular way and their environment in which we're living this 24 7 life is not letting us do the brain processing that's necessary so we're being swamped with information to process right and I've also heard that some people get overstimulated with lights and sound and everything because of looking at all our devices maybe too much as well. Is that something you found? I'm sure that's true. I mean, what we focus on is helping people to understand how the brain works, mm. just how many items the short-term memory can hold, and working in a way that reinforces the um, that reinforces the skills that you need to take control of the way you're thinking right. and the way you're operating. So how many things can your short-term memory hold? About seven items. Wow. And, you know, some some people try to just keep on putting more and more and more and more in there and the brain just lets them go. Right. So when people think they've forgotten something, in fact, it's never been processed in the first place. Ah, so it just wasn't there. Right. Everything we see, hear, taste, touch and feel comes into the sensory memory for two or three seconds mm. and if it hasn't been paid attention to or processed in some way, it's lost, it's gone. Right. So it isn't a memory at all. Interesting. <laughs> People worrying about they're getting forgetful, but in fact their brain isn't processing that information. Uh, it no. hasn't time. No. And and how do you um how do people engage with the memory foundation? Well, um, I do a lot of talks around and, um, and speak to groups, but uh, we have our website, mm-hmm. the mem- just memory dot foundation, and that has lots of resources and brain practice exercises on it, and some um, memory training courses if people are interested in those. That's great. See, it's yes, it's 
the, the resources are really freely available to people That's simply good. because we want to make a difference. Yes. It's particularly important for older people too because it used to be thought that you only had a certain number of brain cells mm. and you lost them as you got older. But neuroscience has changed the picture for older people too. Right. Because the brain brain continues to grow new brain connections, mm. even though um, we might be in the very last years of our lives. Wow. Okay. And, and with all of this work that you've done with you know Edwardian Education and now the Memory Foundation, you must have had some unique experiences. Can you share some of those with us? Oh, there's been so many. I mean, I've been working in schools. Um, in fact, I began my life as a speech therapist, wow, okay. <laughs> believe it or not, on the west coast of the South Island. And um, so my training um, led me towards that path after I'd finished my degree at the University of Canterbury. I went to the west coast. And then uh, after I was married and we had our children, I went back into classroom teaching. Yeah. So I've been teaching in, a, you know, in schools, um, girls and boys, all levels really. Um, right through to the uh, to Nelson College and through to the schools where I was principal, um, and I think probably the most exciting experiences for me are when pupils who've been in my classes have come up to me and said, "Oh, this is easy," <laughs> sort of as if I was just just still alive, uh-huh. <laughs> but also to tell me how much some of the things that we've done in the past mm. have influenced the way they've grown up. Oh, wow. And, you know, that's such a thrill. Mm. It really is. That's great. And if you're thinking about yourself and we're talking about embracing lessons, what challenges have you experienced that have shaped you the most as a person? During my life? Yeah. Oh, well... I guess there have been a lot. I mean, I, I've grown up during the um, years when lots of people living around me now weren't even alive. Yes. <laughs> so we weren't as wealthy, you know, we didn't have as much money to come and go on. But mm. one, one driving force was our mum who always insisted that we, um, you know, that we would be educated. Right. So I didn't even know you could leave school until you'd been to university. I was astonished when people started leaving the school because I thought you had to go to university to be allowed to leave. <laughs> very good. <laughs> and, and so you know that's the way we were. That's the way we were brought up. So those challenges were always there. Right. Losing my grandmother was a big challenge. Yeah. Mm. Taking on new schools was a big challenge. Yes. Um, well, learning to fly was a big challenge. <laughs> Are you a pilot? So I had my pilot license for about fourteen years. Fantastic. And, yeah. I've just, I've just loved doing things. Yes, you sound, yeah, absolutely. And knowing you, you seem very focused and busy in a good way, doing lots. And if, if we're thinking, if, if I ask you, what do you think is one thing we could do better as a society, what would that be? One thing that we could do better? Go? Yeah, what, I what's, do best. What's one thing um, that we as a society or as a people of humanity, what's one thing we could do better? I think we have to allow people to say no sometimes. Yeah. Now, this sounds really strange, but even at our workplaces, the, the environment around us, this um, constant uh, texting and messaging and having to make instant decisions, mm. there's, there's just, you know, we're trying to be 
everything to everybody, and it just isn't possible. Mm. And I think I think workplaces and environments need to let people be and give them time. Now, I'm thinking about the brain now, mm. but, you know, your memory is your life. Mm. And anybody who knows people who've had a brain disorder mm. and knows that memory isn't working well knows that that person is no longer the person. So... Our memory contains all that we are, mm. and we have to have time to look after it and to be able to slow down and just say no sometimes and mm. take back control mm. because actually the environment's controlling us. A very good point. You've mentioned your mother and grandmother, and, and, and my next question it's Sheroes and Heroes. Who's, who, who were and who are your role models and where you draw inspiration from? Oh, so many people. One thing I've found that everybody has, you know, everybody surrounding you has something to give. Mm. And as I talk to some of the older groups, the the 90-year-olds, you know, are just full of wisdom and they've had such experiences yes. that, you know, they're wonderful role models. And um, in our family, just the, the values that they held dear, principals I've worked with, board members I've worked with, you know, mm. I've continued to learn something from everyone I've met and um, I think that's I, I, there's not just one person in life I'm trying to be like mm. but I know that quite frequently people see my mother and me yes. <laughs> and um, you know, I've been, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother and my father, who mm. was a wonderful bagpiper and led us into all things Scottish. <laughs> and we had an amazing upbringing, really. We were surrounded by tartan and yes. the bagpipes and dancing and, yeah. All of those things required discipline, too, self-discipline. Mm. Yes. And doing our best. Yes. And we've talked in giving back. I mean, a lot of the whole Memory Foundation is really a, a give back to the community type of a project and business, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. And it's it's really focused on my sister's research into age-related memory across the, loss, across the lifespan. Right. And when she identified that there were six key memory skills that people needed if they were going to live independently in older age... I decided I wanted to know what they were mm. and what I had to do to keep them strong. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the Memory Foundation began. Right. Because it was putting exercises around our, the scientific discoveries of Alison's yes. that we've, you know, that we've come up with programs that help people to keep those, keep the short-term memory strong, verbal mm. memory, non-verbal memory, practicing these things so that, that we don't let them go. Mm. Wow. Uh, do you have any um, exciting projects or innovations um, planned for the rest of the year that you can share with us? Oh, well, <laughs> becoming part of CEO has been a fantastic um, new chapter in our story. Yes. And um, that's led us on to thinking about what we're doing in a much more structured way. Mm. So currently we're working with uh, people who are helping us put together a strategic plan. Great. And that's going to coordinate the things that we're doing and making our um, resources available to far more people. We're currently recruiting for brain fitness coaches mm -hmm. because obviously Alison and I can't do it all ourselves. Yeah. And we have a team of brain fitness coaches and we're looking for a lot more mm. simply so that the brain fitness 
um, exercises and knowledge is available in every suburb, in every town and city in New Zealand and beyond. So that's our big goal. That's that's a big. That's and, a lot of work you've got planned. That's fantastic. Yes, that's really what we we would hope to do, so that that message spreads far and wide, not just from us, but for everybody, so that we're all understanding that the brain, there's only a limit to what the brain can do for us. Mm. It's an amazing part of our body, and we have 100 billion neurons working for us, yes. but we have to give them time to do the work that, they, that they're there for. That's really good, a very good point. Um, do you have a message that you'd like to share with all women? Most of our Giant Sisters listeners are women. Um, and you were talking about saying no, which is very good advice, and perhaps talking about giving our brains and ourselves a rest. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I think it's important that if we can, we should. And mm. <laughs> and it's just a, just that little motto, that, that sort of clear kaha message in your mind, you know, to keep it strong and if, if there's an idea or a passion or a conversation or something that you want to stretch out and do to actually do it. Mm, For many years and within schools, encouraged schools, I've seen I've seen young women even stepping back and allowing other people to do it. Mm. You know, if there were a set number of computers and there were more uh, more students and computers then the girls would step back and let the boys take them. You know, I think it's we're way past that now. Mm. That that every one of us has the capability to do well in our own right, yes. and we just need the confidence and courage to follow our convictions. Very good. That's great feed. That's great feedback and advice. So, as we reflect on New Zealand's hundred twenty fifth anniversary year of suffrage, what are your thoughts on the current status quo here in New Zealand and around the world for the life and opportunity of women and girls? Well, when they tell me that the law schools have about 75% women studying law, wow. mm. <laughs> then um, I think that people are well on the way. We don't want to get things out of balance no. so that it's all women and no men. Yes. Um, you know, I think just that each person finding their own pathway is mm. important. But I love the stories of fighting for the, for suffrage and mm. fighting for the vote mm. uh, all those years ago. And, um, you know, I've been brought up on those wonderful stories of women who gave their all to make sure that women today had the opportunity to do the best that they can. Mm. And I think we've got an obligation to do that. Yes. And not to do it so that we're destroying other people's chances. No. You know, I, I, I'm not... Um, you know, I don't encourage putting down the male part of our population to make women look better. I think, you know, we we all have our place on this earth. Absolutely. And we find our own pathway mm. and not to the detriment of anybody else. Yes. You know, Phil Raffles was a wonderful school head and he said, aim for the stars and take someone with you. Yeah. And, you know, mm. I thought that was a wonderful philosophy. That is a wonderful philosophy. I like it. Well, thanks so much for talking with us today, Gillian. It's been a wonderful talk. I really appreciate it. Oh, good. Thank you. It's lovely to talk to you, Joe. Thank and you. And I hope I'll see you again soon.